0: Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Last weekend brought uh, storms and rains to a lot of the customers. Reports coming in from zero all the way up to three inches of rain and high winds. Kind of seemed like the theme was the more rain you got, the more high wind that you got. To the point of uh, areas, especially in Tazewell County and North building damage, uh, pivots turned over and destroyed, uh, some rough weather out there. A lot of calls then came in on the down corn, and questions about, you know, some fields are down a lot worse than others, could that be rootworm issues out there as well, could it be the rootless corn syndrome we've talked about, hybrid row direction, well, yeah, probably all the above. Uh, definitely if you had rootless corn syndrome out there before that came through uh, it was going to make the corn go down the rootworm damage hasn't been severe enough yet uh, to cause that uh, issues but it could be in some areas but the damage I've seen hasn't been quite that severe pruning uh, even though that's still happening out there but again when you destroy buildings and tip over center pivots and blow down trees that's that's a, that's a lot to ask for and throw in a three-inch rain with that. Things are going to get messed up. Uh, did get some reports on hail in both corn and beans. Um, why the hail looks worse on the corn? I believe from what I've seen, it's actually maybe worse on the beans because you can tell the wind came with it and there's a lot of stem damage. going to give us a lot of cankering on the stem and some issues with those beans probably to get branched out and, and do what they need to do. So make sure if you did get hail damage that, um, again, you've reported it to your crop insurance so we don't get surprised later. Now this corn blowing down sucks um, for the most part, but it's it's better than if it would have waited a couple weeks and did it in the middle of tasseling. So this corn will straighten itself up. Most of it has already straightened itself up, and it will straighten itself up from the base. So we'll have a nook at the bottom of that plant, but we'll get this uh, corn plant in an upright position. When this takes place after tasseling, then basically it's only the top few leaves that will straighten themselves up, and the yield loss uh, is a lot tougher uh, after or during the tasseling. Now, did it cause some yield drop? Yeah, probably did, especially to your L1 hybrids. At this time, we don't want them stressed, and you probably could see some of those hybrids back up your ear length. It didn't do us any good, but the water that came with it in a lot of cases um, probably was well worth it. Most of what I've seen is going to stand up uh, pretty decent. I know some of the guys are still wide dropping and didn't have their wide dropping done before this corn went down. But I've seen a lot of it that I do believe will stand up enough that you will be able to get back in there. It's going to be a little bit trickier and you're going to have to travel a little bit slower. But I think you'll be surprised at how much it does straighten up. Now... This rain has probably been a uh, blessing uh, on these stalled-out soybeans. Some of these beans have been stalled out for over three weeks, just not moving. We're caught in a number of ways, uh, caught in the carbon penalty. Of course, a lot of these beans were the frosted beans, the frosted no-till beans that got set back. Then we're set back in the carbon penalty, and now we've been set back in dry weather. So the conditions are holding them back, and we seem to be picking up Uh, responses to almost all the herbicides we're spraying out there especially those group 15s they seem to be stalling these beans as well Uh, i think you're going to see these beans jump next week put this water back in the picture and most of the beans i looked at that are stalled out are in that v 3 v4 window and i think you're gonna i've noticed even fields that i watch here close to the office they've started to change in the last few days i do believe we'll see it finally pushed through. And we're talking about some of the early planted beans that were stalled out. We have got a, quite a few calls this week about the later planet beans that have seemed to stalled out. Unfortunately, they're going through the same thing as the carbon penalty and dealing with it in the heavier residue areas. But this rain, I think, will be a blessing. It'll push these beans along. The good news is, is bean height is really not related to yield. I mean, I've cut a lot of 70 bushel beans knee-high uh, compared to armpit tall. So um, I think we'll see a lot of branching. I think we'll see a pretty vigorous uh, comeback from that. I am concerned, though, how quick we'll close these rows and what kind of weed pressures we'll deal with in the wide rows. So that's something that um, we're going to have to keep an eye on. Here at the campus, uh, our two tube beans planted April 4th have three quarter inch pods at the base of the plant on the day of the solstice. And the three fours have have uh, early pod formation. So I think that's pretty exciting as I, I look at how these beans, the early flowering beans are developing. Many of you guys have beans now at R2, meaning they're only six, B6, B7, but they are flowering in the upper part of that canopy. We need to be careful with our post-herbicide applications or rescue applications out there. You will knock these flowers off if you get too rough with them. This forecast looks a little scary, talking about 3 to 8 inches over the next week. Um, reports today of anywhere from 0 to 6 inches of rain that fell. Uh, here at the office, we only picked up about 9 tenths, but it was a, a kind of an all-day rain. If this forecast is right, and we can get most of this water in and not running off too fast, um, this is going to get us through July especially through the pollination window and that was starting to worry me as I saw the dry areas that were popping up. We're a long ways from pollination to be sitting here looking at corn that was rolling up like it was. Uh, So I do believe this is going to be somewhat of a blessing as we'll get this tank filled before we go into July, get us through pollination and and maybe not have to be worrying about water till mid-July or later in July for the most part. Now, Again, it depends on whether you're at the 3-inch side of this, or I heard some forecasts is 8 and 9 inches. That's a, that's a lot of water. Our team here went out uh, this morning and pulled gates on our tile project to let some of that water go. I assume you guys, if you've got your gated tiles and you got this forecast, you if you haven't already, let some water go, make some room for this. But let's watch it on the back side. If this turns out to be a 1 to 3-inch rain, let's put those gates back in and make sure we uh, save some of that water for the July program. Big question I've dealt with a couple times a day is uh, I didn't get my y dropping and done and the rain came through and I may be pushed back or I've got my side dressing done but if I pick up three to six inches of water what's that going to do to my end program? All good questions but basically for right now all we can do is batten down the hatches and let this move through here see how much water we get and where it's at. Those big rains, you know, that come fast and hard, uh, unfortunately, they can do a lot of damage, but they don't infiltrate very well. So they're not as big a threat to your nitrogen program uh, as if this stretches out over a week and we're picking up a half to an inch a day, then we may have some nitrogen issues that we'll have to answer. Uh, The simple fact is we'll just go back in there and pull some more nitrates and analyze and take a look at what's taking place out there. How much have we lost? Now you guys that haven't wide dropped yet, again you can always uh, repull the nitrate test, do some spot checking, and we can fix the loss uh, on the backside as you're going back in there to wide drop. Now for that corn that went down uh, and is not going to be able to get through there with the wide drop, and you don't have all your in on, we need to start making some plans now for an aerial application. Uh, if that corn will straighten itself back up, still has good potential. We don't want to leave it hanging out there, even though we um you know are frustrated with it right now. It's a good chance that we can help it out with some aerial application of some urea. And believe me, this is you know uh concern looking at this much water, but it's 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 a lot smaller issue uh than thin worrying about a crop that's burning up during pollination. That's a pretty gutless deal there to to ride through when a crop's in trouble. So uh, we'll welcome the water. We just hope that uh, we can keep it from doing a lot of damage. Now on the pest front, uh, again it's corn borer still in the non-GMO corn, especially your tall corn. Seeing some moths flying out there today as we were out in the field. Uh, Guys keep an eye on that. We are seeing and hearing some rootworm damage reports coming in Again at this point it's more scouting for awareness so you know what to do next year, how to manage your events. We don't have a rescue plan but as we uh, continue to do your root digs and and watch for that damage and make sure you're you're doing a good job of noting where it is and what varieties it's on. Now with this big weather front we need to be ready, the pest team needs to be ready for a shift in some of this disease pressure especially in corn. It's been pretty quiet with the low humidity and high temperatures out there. They're dry. There's just not much disease to find. That will change if this much water comes through as forecasted. Our humidity is going to climb and we're going to start to see the introduction of diseases out there. So it's not like it's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to take a couple weeks for this to build. But as you're starting to scout now, we need to pay attention depending on how this weather plays out the next two weeks but we're probably now starting to move back towards some of the disease pressure that we we all know out there is, you know, the gray leaf and and, and, uh, northern leaf spot and stuff like that. This week, um, I was out with the crew collecting soil health samples uh, in our cover crop trials. So we have cover crop strip trials that are one year old, three years old, seven, eight years old, And what we were doing is collecting soil health analysis so we can collect uh, samples and run soil health and infiltration test in a cover crop strip and move over, you know, 25, 30 feet in the same soil type and do that same test. And what we're looking at is how well or how did cover crops improve soil health over time? So one year, three years, seven to eight years. Uh, and we've sent those samples off to have biological analysis and a number of other analysis done on them, as well as we did uh, some tests here ourselves. Uh, and we're also going to be testing for carbon. So the interesting thing will be is how much carbon did we store in that soil with the cover crop over a seven or eight year period? And again, if that carbon credits were $10, $15 a credit, you know, what what was the Potential, if you can sell that carbon credit, financial reward. So we'll be looking at that. This information, we get it all back, we'll process it, put it all together, and we'll be presenting this information at our field day in July uh, for the Crop Tech customers, as well as the Corn College, um, Farm Journal, Corn Soybean College in August. So we'll be going through those numbers and uh, be interesting to see when the data all gets back, just how those numbers look. Now, the Sign up for the Corn College has been going really well. Uh, We have people uh, already signed up from 13 different states so far. Going east to Maryland all the way west to California. uh, North from Minnesota all the way south to Mississippi. So when you get um, that many different backgrounds and cultures mixed together in a conference, man, it really makes a good conference. You can talk to a lot of different people. So I'm I'm excited about it. So is the crew here. About getting the gang back together, I guess, after last year. Again, this year we are doing a scholarship for a high school student, a high school senior, or a college student majoring in ag for the Corn Soybean College event. So you need to go to our website if you're interested and uh, go to the Corn Soybean College tab there and click on the button for the uh, application for the scholarship. And we'd like those applications in by the 15th of July if you could so we can pick a winner. Big, big thanks to the soil testing crew here at Crop Tech. They have finished up the summer testing uh, and that's a fantastic job to have done especially ahead of a big rain front like this. And not only that, uh, this has been a record-setting year for the number of acres tested in the summer. So with that, we'd like to thank all of our loyal customers uh, as well as all the new customers that have come on board to make that happen. Um, but big thanks to that crew. They really put the hammer down and got that job done and got done just in time the way this weather looks. So with that, we'll see you next week. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast Boots in the Field report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.